Hello, and welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. If you're guarding America's wealth, you better have a really good lock on your front door, particularly when the year is 1922. It was an era of gangsters, and the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland was determined to be ready for anything. That was why they installed the world's largest bank vault door, a 100-ton lid on the nation's cookie jar. In the fall issue of American Road Magazine, Erica Nelson tells the story of the monstrous door in her Think Big column. Erica is the owner of the world's largest collection of the smallest replicas of the world's largest things. In just a moment, she'll give us the full details of one more of the world's largest things that she pursues as part of her art. But first, this word from Travel Wisconsin. It's time for Fun Photos featuring the Barkers. Today's pictures come to you from Central Wisconsin. Sweetie, would you look at these fall colors? The mix of vermilion, a hint of carmine, and scarlet. Vermilion, ooh. You mean red, right? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. And this one, the blending of burnt umber, gamboge, and peppered coral. Looks orange to me. Look at this photo. See the chiffon and subtle ochre mixed in? Those leaves look yellow to me. But you're right, they are beautiful. I'm so glad you appreciate Wisconsin's fall colors, honey. Well, they match your beautiful eyes, baby. Really? <laughs> exactly what color are my eyes? Don't look. Oh, uh, they Vermilion? Vermilion. That's red, remember? Oh, yeah. Nice try. I meant brown. Wrong. Fall is more colorful in Wisconsin, and there are as many ways to have fun as there are beautiful leaves on the trees. Find your fall fun at TravelWisconsin.com. It's a delight for me to once again welcome to American Road Trip Talk, Erica Nelson, who is the uh, visionary artist and educator who operates the world's largest things incorporated. A much longer title than that we'll get to probably. Erica, welcome again to American Road Trip Talk. Well, thank you. It's so good to have you with us. You have been a busy lady, I understand, recently. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind summer for World's Largest Things Incorporated. And tell me some of the places that it has taken you. I just uh, returned from Philadelphia, so I got to visit a little bit of the Lincoln Highway and some of the world's largest things along the Lincoln Highway, including the Bedford Coffee Pot <laughs> and uh, meanderings across uh, between Philadelphia and Lucas, Kansas, also include the world's largest eight ball in Tipton, Missouri. Oh, my goodness. Well, we I'm sure we will look forward to many more of those articles appearing, by the way, as a regular column in the American Road magazine called Think Big. I look forward to uh, seeing those in the upcoming issues. But right now, uh, the issue that we have before us is one has a theme of uh, gangsters. And, of course, a lot of them were bank robbers primarily. And your article this time around focused on something that was very close and near and dear to the bank's hearts in those times. Yes, the world's largest bank vault door, which was specifically designed to foil mobs, anarchists, and bank robbers. They didn't want to miss a beat, did they? <laughs> no, there was a little bit of paranoia, but with good, uh, with good reason in the early 1920s. Yes, and the concern was not just the gangsters, I guess, but from the other things you were saying as well, they thought maybe the anarchist might storm the gates. Yeah, and that's why they designed the giant bank vault door uh, with six-and-a-half-foot-thick concrete walls 
and a mesh of interlaced steel. It was designed to foil even the most determined bank robber or anarchist who wanted to mess up the uh, U.S. currency system. And speaking of that, this was a very important bank. As you said, this is part of the Federal Reserve System, right? Yes, in Cleveland, Ohio. And it can still be seen in the Federal Reserve Bank as part of their museum display. Oh, okay. So people can go by there and take a, a little tour and see this incredible door? Yes, they can. I noticed that there's uh, uh, a little uh, railing around it there so people can get up pretty close and take a look at it. Well, yeah, you can see the door. You can see the intricate locking mechanism, and you can also see the vault that it used to protect. Now, this vault isn't in service anymore, mm -hmm. but it really is a part of the uh, museum that's attached to the National Reserve, which uh, will tell you all about why <laughs> why we treat money the way that we do and how <laughs> protect. Well, Erica, one of the things I noticed, in, and you mentioned the article, is that the door is not only impressive, but the hinge is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a giant, huge, tons-heavy hinge. And uh, even just trying to ship the vault door and the hinge was a pretty monumental task, going by train for over two weeks, wow. um, going from York, Pennsylvania to Cleveland, Ohio. Now, Erica, how do you find these places like the world's largest bank vault door? Not something that you would normally <laughs> think you'd find it in a, in a uh, yellow page or someplace. Well, no, but once you start compiling lists of things that you're interested in and start telling those stories from the American Road, people uh. will come up and say, hey, have you heard about da-da-da-da? <laughs> and that's how the list grows. How long have you been doing this, Erica Nelson? Uh, for about a decade now. And tell the folks how you got started in it, because I think that's kind of an interesting story. Well, initially I was teaching at the University of Kansas, and I would take road trips to sort of keep myself sane, <laughs> uh, pretty intense moments. And I would sort of reach back into my memory banks and go to places that had a little bit of a sense of nostalgia, but also the fun, quirky roadside attractions that uh, really just – make you smile and want to get on the road and see the next one. And I could never find um, souvenirs that I felt really reflected the nature of those world's largest things. So I started making my own. I thought, well, it'd be a wonderful layer and layer of absurdity if I started making <laughs> world's smallest versions of these world's largest things. And the collection grew, and that's how I ended up with the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest thing. There you go. I knew we would get the entire phrase out. Now, you have a little, not a little, but it's a rather sizable um, traveling art museum that you drive around. Uh, yeah, the mobile museum is now retired, but I do now have a sideshow with trucks that uh, contain world's largest, world's smallest versions of world's largest things from each state. So right now, ah. the trunk show sideshow is up in uh, the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts in Philadelphia. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And yeah. so uh, have you got on the horizon, what are some of the, the, the world's largest things you have on the horizon that you are looking forward to uh, seeing and chronicling and making, of course, the world's smallest copies of those largest things? Well, I'm always on the lookout for a new one or things on the list that I haven't uh, gotten a check off yet. And so I need to do a Florida trip. I need uh -huh. to go visit Kikipachi Springs. I need to go visit uh, Orange World. There's so many things in 
uh, Florida that I have not yet gotten to see because I just haven't made it that far down south yet. Well, you know, as for our listeners right now, as they're enjoying our conversation about uh, the item that you researched for this uh, editions uh, think big column maybe the folks down in florida or in that area could uh, give you um oh, maybe a uh, an email or a call to let you know about something in their area that they think is pretty darn big absolutely because i have a basic list of large things in florida but you never really know until you explore those back roads and the list grows by people writing in and saying hey we've got a pretty big conch shell you should come and see it who knows, there may be the world's largest stuffed alligator somewhere down there that you haven't found out about yet. <laughs> I would bet there would be. <laughs> well, how can people then, Erica Nelson, get in touch with you to tell you about these world's largest things that maybe you haven't got on the list yet? <laughs> well, you can always find me through uh, the American Road website or my own World's Largest Things website. And the contact info for a direct email would be info at worldslargestthings.com. That's wonderful. Erica, thank you so much for all the articles you've been putting out, especially this one about the world's largest bank vault. There are some interesting things about that, folks, when you read that article in the American Road Magazine under the Think Big column. Uh, the best to you on your travels, and we look forward to your next adventure and uh, the next, well, smallest replica of the world's largest thing that you run into. Thank you so much for being with us, Erica. Oh, thanks for having me, and uh, keep on living large. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. And don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our latest issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Why, you can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.